Everybody to WTL, here's the line. Nebraska's first and only sports betting show. I'm your host, Andy Class, and joined by Gibran. Oh, <laughs> oh, You Pounder. got it. You got it. We're back. We're Ooh. back. We're back in a big way, too. Yes. Right? I mean, we got uh, NBA Finals. Woo. NHL Finals, Woo. CWS, yes. the greatest show on dirt is making its way to Nebraska. You the road it. to Omaha has been laid out. Yes, we got it has. 64 teams. Uh, Huskers fell a little short. That's a, a story bit. for another day. But uh, we got to talk some fight night, too, yeah. UFC. Of course. We always got to talk fight night, but I am really excited for that College World Series stuff, the yes. regional start. Yep. But yeah, I think we just got to hammer it out of the, you know, out of the stadium right away and get on these Denver Nuggets. Yes, we do. So we got the NBA Finals. We have the eight seed, the Miami Heat. Everybody had. Everybody had. Everybody had the Heat. Easy lock, easy money. Yep. Yep. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, And then Denver. Yeah. I think there's uh, there's been some um, buzz out there saying this might be the easiest path a team has ever taken. Uh, to the finals, knocking yeah. off a seven seed in your Lakers, yeah. uh, an eight seed, and then the, their toughest game was the four seed Phoenix Suns. Yeah, e- exactly, and that's kind of what everybody's saying right now. But I believe any time that you can beat Kevin Durant in a seven game yeah, yeah. series and yeah. LeBron James in a seven game series, yeah. I think you're doing all right. So no, I don't believe it was an easy path for him, but. Uh, they're the best for a reason, and they're favored in this matchup for a reason. So a little rundown of where we're at right now. Nuggets are a minus 400 to win this series outright. Yep. Miami Heat at a plus 310. Where we started, point spread opened up on many books at a solid 6, plus 6 for Miami, minus 6 Denver. Denver to you know, the 6-point favorites. Uh, money line at a minus 350 <clears> for Denver. And that line has moved yeah. all the way up to a consensus 9 Points going up, 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 up. up. I mean, I don't uh, think it's done yet either, Andy. (laughs) Well, and I I don't. I bet you're right. When uh, later on, and we get today closer to tip off, it probably will get up to ten. Yeah, maybe even ten and a half, half. which I think is even crazy because I do. I don't know about you, Jabron, but I buy into um, Denver's rested. They're at home. The altitude. All that stuff. Yeah. I buy into it. And then the Joker as well. Like, just throw the Joker on top of all that jazz. I, I do like Denver, but by 10 points, line sitting at 9 right now, where are you at? Yeah, this is the NBA Finals. People got to realize that these are, you know, clearly the best two teams in, <laughs> right. the NBA, yes. in the NBA right now. Although the Heat have proven that they can upset NBA teams, you know, the best NBA teams, Andy, yeah, yeah. winning in Denver could be a whole different story. So mm-hmm. I do believe that Miami will keep it close, but I don't think they can win. The Heat have lost six consecutive trips to Ball Arena, yes. averaging just yes, 98 points a game, Andy. And then Miami hasn't won in Denver since mm-hmm. November of 2016. They <laughs> haven't won that. in Denver I since 2016. <laughs> Although they did have a playoff road win against the Nuggets. Yeah, yeah. That actually happened in Orlando, Florida, during oh, the bubble. Oh, you're going to count that, the bubble yeah. win? <laughs> well, I have to. That's uh, LeBron's last uh-huh. championship. So, no, I do believe, I mean, obviously this is the easy answer, that Denver wins the game, mm-hmm. but Miami, he, you you have to give them their respect. They just took down the yeah. Boston Celtics, probably the overall, you know, 
Everybody thought that they were going to win the finals, yeah, yeah. I believe, especially coming out of the East. But Miami Heat, you know, got up on them early and, you know, played a really, really solid Game 7 and got here. Hey, and you're hearing all this buzz right now about Eric Spolstra. Spo. Spo. Uh, heat culture. Hashtag heat culture. Yep. And I'm on board. Joe Mazzula, the head coach of the Celtics, I think he should be stripped from all coaching responsibilities. He should never be allowed to coach in the NBA again. They should I agree. fire him in Boston and then take away his NBA coaching uh, forever. <laughs> and also, 12 years ago, get this. Yep. Butler, led by Jimmy Butler, knocked out, or Marquette, Marquette knocked out, yeah. knocked out West Virginia. Uh, out of the NCAA tournament, and wouldn't you know it, Joe Mazzula was, was one of the, the All-Stars. No, he was an All-Star oh, he, really? for West Virginia. Wow. Jimmy Butler was on the other side, a guard for Marquette. So this Classically the, unknown guy, really. Yeah, so this isn't the first time that old Jimmy Buckets <laughs> has got the better of Mazzula. Yeah. Then on the flip side, Eric Spolstra, I mean, you tune into ESPN or any of the talk shows, Yeah. Um, and I'm on board. I've, I've uh, wiped off <laughs> Phil uh, Jackson and, and uh, Red Arbach as yeah. greatest coaches on Mount Rushmore. And, um, Eric's and, uh, poster's right there. He, I'm put, putting him LeBron, and then I'm putting another one of him post-LeBron, and yeah. then I'm going to wipe out a fourth coach and just put the hashtag heat culture. He, he's got all the eras covered. Yeah, <laughs> Phil Jackson, take a back seat. Popovich, take That's a right. back seat. Yep. It's Spo time. It's all so, Spo. So, no, I, I do agree that he's a very, very good coach and probably the best coach in the NBA <laughs> at this time. But, like, yeah, let's slow down, people. I we, know. We saw, That's what I'm getting we at. We saw Phil Jackson take MJ and Kobe to, yeah, yeah. you know, whatever, 15 straight finals or whatever. But, you know, although I'm confident in the Nuggets, Andy, there is no way that Jimmy Buckets is going to let them win by over 9, let alone 10 points. So, okay, so you're getting back to game 1 here? Yes. Here we go. After all, the Heat are impressive 12-4 and four against the spread mm-hmm. in their last 16 games, whereas the Nuggets are just 4-4 four and four against the spread in their previous 8 Denver has been winning games, but they do take them down to the end, and Mm -hmm. Joker and Jamal have been able to make those shots. Jamal Murray been sensational late game Mm -hmm. for the Denver Nuggets. You know, Joker really, you know, takes a load mm-hmm. the first three quarters of the game, especially one and two, and really puts Denver on its back. But Jamal Murray has been the driving yeah. force yes, in has. the fourth quarter for the Denver Nuggets. So I really believe that the Heat keep it close, might even have a, you know, a lead late in the fourth quarter. But I do believe at Ball Arena, the Nuggets come out on top. But my best bet, Andy, is Miami Heat plus nine right now. You have yeah. to love yeah. that yeah. with the grit that the Miami Heat have. Well, this is two gritty teams. Yes, so and they're two defensive teams. So I, I actually think the best bet is maybe that under. I saw it at two nineteen, still hanging around that two nineteen yes, mark. I think that unders. Uh, you got to take a long, hard look at that. Yeah. Um. And you're right, Jamal Murray. He has been Mister Money, hitting big shot after big, big shot, shot down the stretch. Um. And I also think you know you're talking about gr- grit. Yeah. I think Denver, they know that they have the grit now. They have the All-Stars. <laughs> uh, so they're not worried if a team hangs around. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, not that they would ever be worried, yep. but they also have that co- quiet confidence where they're not, like we've always said all season long, they're not worried about covering the spread. They're worrying about closing out games, exactly. winning games. And that's kind of where, where I want to take this conversation is these futures bet. Because we, we put the poll question out there on our YouTube channel on the community tab there. Will they win in five, within five, or will it be a push? Sweep, win in five, or, or not? Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. Denver is so efficient. Game yeah. one's at home. Yeah. I, 
I don't know. I'm right there. I'm thinking they could very easily win this in five. Oh, for sure. I mean, just the the amount of talent that Denver has, they can they mm-hmm. can sweep this Miami Heat team. I just don't think that's going to happen. Right. With the way the Miami Heat have played so far in the mm. in the postseason, they just don't give up. Even if they're down two games, they're not going to give up. Yeah, uh, yeah. And if they take one of these road games in Denver, mm-hmm. hold on to your seatbelt because if you give this dog <laughs> in the fight just a little bit, if you give Jimmy buckets even a, a little bit of you know yeah. leeway, oh, yeah. he's going to make them suffer. Yeah. But this it has been a very fun to watch these NBA <laughs> yeah. playoffs and the Heat just persevere and figure it For out sure. and win and then Denver doing what Denver just always does. Yeah, this has been pretty exciting. In in in. The flip side that we're talking about, the defensive side for Miami Heat, this could really match up mm-hmm. well for the Miami Heat. Sticking Jimmy Buckets on Jamal Murray, yeah. making him yeah. make big shots against yep. big-time defenders. And then we're we're forgetting about Miami Heat's number two here, Bam Adebayo. I like that Bam. That could really, really put up some numbers against Nikola Jokic if he's yep. not playing hard on both ends. So right. we know that Jokic is going to get his points, get his rebounds, get mm-hmm. his assists, mm-hmm. but... Will he be able to stop Bam, Bam on the offensive it. side? No. And really, that offensive rebounding was a huge thing for the Lakers series, yeah. that they couldn't get offensive rebounds when they thought it would be a really good thing for them yep. with the size of LeBron and AD. Will Bam just eat lunch there with those <laughs> offensive <laughs> rebounds? So I really like yeah. I really like Bam as as a huge step up player in this series but you know you know playing against joker is no uh no joke real quick here <laughs> we got a couple of minutes uh is there any way you're going to put any type of bet on finals mvp cuz these lines are way out of whack you yeah. got the joker coming at a minus 325 the next closest is jimmy butler at a plus 325 yeah. jamal murray plus 1200 bam Ayabayo plus 5000 to yeah. win that finals mvp obviously everyone's thinking it's going to the joker or to buck or uh, buckets jimmy buckets um other than that is there even worth a play being made here there really isn't like no matter what if denver wins mm-hmm. it can't go anywhere but joker even if jamal more jamal murray would average 35 points a game in the finals <laughs> he still can't win the finals mvp because joker <laughs> will have a triple double every single game of yeah. this series andy so it's going to be very tough for anybody <clears throat> no the only value play is jimmy buckets right now plus 325 like you said cuz if miami heat wins it's going to him so that is the only value play right now is to Put that in for Jimmy Buckets at plus three twenty five, but uh, there's not really a good bet here because no everybody thinks Denver is going to win, maybe win in six, five or six. Yeah, but if 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 you're a Heat backer, jump on that three twenty five. Yeah, but plus three twenty five, and we saw it in the Eastern Conference Finals for sure. where there's some noise there saying, oh, "Does Jimmy really deserve it?" Because you had another guy there, yeah, uh, an unsung hero, putting in some big time shots there at it, the end, exactly in Game Six and Seven, and it didn't, it did, it really didn't matter. It really it, didn't matter. The, all nine voters were like, "No, no, no, Jimmy Buckets." Well, they wouldn't be there yeah, without yeah, him. Yeah. And, and uh, Game One and Two was all Jimmy. It was all and, okay, and that's what really did the series yeah. for Boston because if they wouldn't have lost either one of those games. Uh, they would have won. So that's just what it is. If I had to do a best bet of Game 1, Andy, you know Joker's coming out with a triple-double. It's plus yeah, 100 yeah. right now. Lock it in. He'll probably get it in the third quarter. So lock that plus 100 bet for the Joker triple-double.
I like that. You even got a little player prop there for game one. It's what it is. And that's a, and that's a good one. Hey, you, you've been riding the stars, too. You had LeBron. You got to. And, and he smashed a couple uh, parlays for you. Big time. <laughs> NBA playoffs, it's all about superstars. Yes. I, I, I know that in Miami Heat are riding high right now with their you know undrafted players and all that kind of stuff. Nikola Jokic yeah. is looking to make the next step into stardom to start talking about maybe yeah. one of the greatest players of all time. And it, this is yep. his chance to do it right here. So triple-double, game one, at Ball Arena, plus 100, easy money. Easy money. I like it all. All right, let's take a minute to recognize one of our fabulous partners as the Nebraska Brewing Company, and we have been drinking their new beer, the Pickle Fight. Yes. Their pickle beer. Appropriately named there. It is a flavorful, zesty ale that boasts a bold and briny pickle flavor. Perfect for those who love the taste of pickles and want the experience in a refreshing and clean ale. Could you agree? For sure. It's a pickle punch to the throat, Andy. (laughs) I couldn't agree more. Pickle Fight is an absolute knockout. Oh, I I see what they did there. Yeah, that's pretty good. A little play on words. Usually I'm the wordsmith, (laughs) I guess, in Nebraska. we got to tip their cap. We do. (laughs) Don't go anywhere, folks. This is WTL. Welcome back, everybody, to WTL, Where's the Line, Nebraska's first and only sports betting show. I'm your host, Andy Class, and joined by Jabron. Oh, the parlay, (laughs) the parlay pounder. You got it. And we had to bring a guest back to the show, a returning guest, a returning guy, when he's not out changing the world for the better, building bridges, literal bridges. Literal bridges. Outside of Omaha, the Fremont, Nebraska area. Skyler herself. Skyler, thanks for joining the show. Good to be here, Andy. Thank yeah. you. You betcha. You betcha. And that's a true story. This guy builds bridges. He builds bridges. bridges. And guess what? He yeah. watches a lot of hockey as well. <laughs> <laughs> that's a perfect segue because I think we're going to talk NHL. Finals. We've got the finals here. Yeah. The Stanley Cup, the one they're all talking about here. And this should be a very fun, kind of a surprising matchup here. Yeah. And I don't know about you guys, but when I think of hockey, I think Las Vegas, Nevada, I think Florida. Florida, Miami, you know, <laughs> Tampa Bay. You know, those are the hockey yeah. towns that yep. really yep. seem to grab them. Those are your traditional north, northeastern Phoenix. towns. Yeah. Yep, yep. So, and that's what we got here. Well, lucky for us, that's what we got. We got the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah. Uh, back to the Cup Finals. Uh, their first year they made it back yep. in 2017, 2018. They're back now. And the Florida Panthers, a huge long shot, but give them their due. After getting by the Boston Bruins, yeah. they've been on a tear. No, exactly. I mean, they have been destroying teams. They have been. I'm looking at a plus 115 here in Game 1 for Florida, minus 135. So the Golden Knights are your minus 135 favorites. Over under at that five goals. Square on that five goals. Jabron, let's start with you. How do you feel about this one? Yeah, this kind of really just mirrors the NBA Finals, Andy. It does. Literally, like, you know, with the Florida Panthers being the Miami Heat and the uh, Vegas Golden Knights being one of the better teams Mm -hmm. all the year, just like the Denver Nuggets. These two clubs began the postseason at opposite end of the spectrum, just like we said. (laughs) The Panthers are a scrappy underdog team who just squeaked into the playoffs as a wildcard team. Meanwhile, the Golden Knights finished atop the Western Conference and looked to win its first Stanley Cup, like you were just alluding to. As great as the Panthers have been, though, in the postseason, winning Uh in Sin City won't be easy. They've they've dropped each of their last five road games against the Golden Knights, Uh losing all but one of those contests by a multi 
goal margin. So mm-hmm. it's a tough okay. place to play. Yeah. And, but Florida really, really has been stepping it up as of late. But if I had to go game one, you got to go with the home team, the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, okay. All right, all right. You know, but the Florida Panthers have some rest here on their side. No I know they're not at home, though. Skyler, where are you at? I really like the Panthers. Ah, there you game. go. But it's really, like you said, I'm glad that you said and mentioned that it is really, really hard to play in Vegas. For I mean, sure. Those oh, guys yeah. get up for they these do. games, and especially for the Stanley Cup final, yes. they're going to get up. But there's a couple key players for this Florida team that okay, you guys got to keep your eye on, and uh-huh. it is uh, Matthew uh, Kachuk. Kachuk. He, is, he, he had that uh, late uh, last-second goal to put them in yeah. to the uh, Stanley Cup final. I don't know if anybody's seen that, but I mean, <laughs> he's a couple big, people big, out there. Big time player. I mean, he's and he's gonna get goals in this series. He's gonna really yeah. they're gonna really work through him as okay. their main scoring guy. Um look for Alexander Barkov. He, he they he's yeah. been kind of a uh, yeah. sleeper guy yeah. Yeah. in this last series, hasn't been scoring much, but okay. he's gonna he's gonna really uh get get the puck a lot and uh I just I, I think they're gonna pull it out and I and I do actually like the over on goals in this you like matchup. The over. I like the over on mm. goals in this matchup. And, at five and, and I half. really was going to put that as my best bet best of bet? the game is really? the over in this game. The Panthers are going to push and test the opposition. They're no slouches like I was just alluding to, but the Golden Knights are deep enough to withstand the storm, mm-hmm. and they are just going to. I, I, I well, believe they're going to score out. And uh, another one that you got to look at, Andy, is that both oppositions are sitting at over two and a half goals, whichever way that you go for it. Either you want the Panthers to go over two and a half, which is at a minus 135, or the Vegas Knights at a minus 170 for over two and a half goals. I think these are both mm-hmm. very good bets because yeah, I yeah. think this actually pushes to seven goals. So Ooh, wow. overall, I really like the over. Like you said, sitting Man. at five, five and a half. If you can get it at five, smack it because that is going over for sure. And, and you know everybody's saying guys- playoff hockey is t- is going to be tight. <laughs> Not this one in Vegas, baby. Oh. They're out there to play. It's going to be high scoring, high scoring. Uh-huh. I, I I think the, the, the uh, bright lights, bright lights, going to be a lot of fun. I got it because like all my hockey guys that I, I'm listening to, all these articles I'm reading, they're saying, oh, you know, the Golden Knights are so big, they're so physical, their they defense, are. you know, the multiple lines. And here you guys are saying they're going to shred it. Uh, the Panthers are going to shred them. They're going to score. I, I'm not saying they're going to shred them, but everybody <laughs> everybody in every round so far has been saying the Florida Panthers are small. They're not going to be able to score on the opponent. Right. And guess what's happened? They can score. Well, they're, they're meant yeah, to be there. They're on a tear. But Vegas can score as well. So that's why I'm taking that over. I really think the Vegas Knights get this 4-2. to two. So You like that over as well there, Skyler? I, yeah, I like the over on total goals, but I do think Panthers do end up winning this there game one. I think, you, I think they you steal like it. Panthers yeah, stealing I, I, game I, I love the Panthers the whole way around. I, ever since they did really? what they did to Boston, I, I love that comeback and that story. And these and like I said, with uh, to Chuck and Barkov, those two guys, I mean, they're dynamic duo out there. And it is a must-see TV, and you guys need to get out there and watch that. There yeah, Tuchuk has 21 points in 16 playoff games. He leads the team, 9 goals, 12 assists. So, yeah, he's been tearing it up. Tearing it up. I also think uh, that both of these goalies, kind of unsung heroes for really both these teams. Absolutely. They are. And maybe that's maybe I've been listening to too much of that uh, defensive talk there. So <laughs> I, I'm kind of shied away from those goals. I mean, that's what everybody wants to see. It's what you expect to see yeah. in Las Vegas. And, yeah. The Florida Panthers have been bucking 
the trend (laughs) the entire time since that Boston series. Uh, Somehow coming back, weren't they down 3-1? Yeah, they were down 3-1 in that series, and they ended up coming back. And like you said, with Barkov playing the way he is behind that and with that net behind him, man, He's been playing good. I, I just I just think with uh, Vegas the way they score, I, I like the over on goals. Yeah. I, I mean, if you get if you got guys like Marshall on Vegas mm-hmm. and Eichel really Eichel. going, I mean, they're scoring goals. They're they're coming out of there scoring goals. Yep. So all these games are going to be on TNT. People will be able to see them. The first game, one that we're talking about, is going to be Saturday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Yep. Any other in-game bets that you guys are looking at at all? Well, for Player sure, for sure, I got a parlay that's going to smack Andy. I really do. <laughs> okay, and it's it's uh, it's plus four hundred altogether, mm-hmm. and it's Las Vegas Golden Knights winning. Okay, like Las that. Vegas uh-huh. Golden Knights winning the first period, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Jack Eichel any time goal scorer. This guy is yeah. the heartbeat. Yep. Uh, yep. For the Vegas Knights, if yeah. they want to win, he's got to score. And you know, this is just a small little play. Twenty-five bucks, Andy, and you can return one twenty-five on this parlay. Like I said, plus four hundred parlay. You can get that at DraftKings anywhere you want to. Mm-hmm. Check it out over the bridge, all that kind of stuff. But I really think Vegas will hold home ice or home court, as you would say. <laughs> Arena. But, uh, no, do not count the Panthers out in this series, Andy. Um, they're at a plus one. You, you can tell how tight it is how with close the plus Vegas is keeping this to the chest because they're only a plus 100 to win this series. And this is, well, you know, you know, a wild card team against yeah. one of the best teams in all of the NHL. So you can tell how much Florida has turned that line at just a plus one hundred to win this right. series. Well, what's I think what you're seeing is bookies books are getting tired of getting beat up by guys like Skyler that exactly. are betting on the Florida, the Florida Panthers, Panthers here. So you're starting to see the market kind of shift its way back, and and that's why you're at that plus win one fifteen right now. Yeah, uh, for the Florida Panthers, and you're right about Eichel. He leads them in playoff scoring, no doubt. Six goals, twelve assists for a total of seventeen play uh, during seventeen playoff games. Yeah. Uh, thus far, and another thing that I've been hearing and been reading is just how balanced the Golden Knights are. And, and for me, that I don't follow the NHL from game to game, all games, all for season sure. long. You know, the it's playoffs tough. are a lot of fun. Yeah. They really are. But then I lean on people that have been watching. Yeah. And I, I take what they say, you know, kind of serious. No doubt. And when they say that the Knights are a, a complete and balanced team, I'm listening to that. Uh, but the Florida Panthers, you can't deny this run that they're it's on. It's the some, run, baby. Sometimes run. that happens. It works. Why is that happening, Skyler? Uh, they're just playing really good hockey, and I like I like I said <laughs> like, like I like I said though earlier Barkov Bar yeah. uh, Bavrovsky yeah. with him playing how he's playing uh, uh, protecting that net back there, dude. He is playing out of his mind, and yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. he hasn't been like a spectacular goalie like forever. This yeah. is just kind of it's just been along the with it, the run. Yeah. It's it, been it, going along with the in, run. People getting funks. It, yeah. it just it's what happens. Uh, it's where stars are born, and stars are born in the playoffs. So I I, I totally agree with you, and it, it's going to be a good series. But I do believe Vegas gets the home win. Game one. You got game one. You got Vegas winning game one. Skyler, you got the Panthers winning. Yes. I like the parlay play there from the parlay pounder. Yes, I'm sir. going with the Knights as well with the 135. I'm 
<laughs> I'm hesitant after listening to you two guys taking the under on those five total goals. I thought that might have been one of the better bets out there. Go just over. How defensive-minded yep. these two teams This is where's the are. line. We always hit the <laughs> over yeah, for Overs sure. are fun. Come overs on. Overs are, are fun. fun. Real men bet the over. That's true. Yes, sir. And yes, then, sir. And then Andy will take it there. And then you'll win, <laughs> and then you'll win the money. Yep. Well, Skyler, we had a lot of fun here. Would you uh, mind coming back for one more? Uh, yes, sir. I, I would mean, love it. We got to talk a little UFC here. UFC, and that's, UFC right, up, night. that's right up Skyler's alley as well. So. There we go. Sounds good. Well, let's take a quick minute here to recognize one of our fabulous partners, and that is the Stock and Rod Clothing Company, an outdoor lifestyle brand for those seeking adventure. Whether it's hunting, fishing, hiking, they got you covered. Visit Stock and Rod, all one word, S-T-O-C-K-A-N-D-R-O-D.com to get your wild game on. Don't go anywhere, folks. This is WTL. And welcome back to WTL, everybody. Where's the line? Nebraska's first and only sports betting show. I'm your host, Andy Class, and joined by Jabron. The Parlay Pound. You got it. We're back. And we're getting back into your wheelhouse here with UFC Fight Night. For sure. We also got the Skyman. Yep. Skyler Self. It, this is his wheelhouse, too. I, yeah, I think... We know, did a little hockey talk. He's been, he's been smashing the hockey talk a, there. A. But then A... But now we're going to get into some A-plus fighting with the UFC. And, uh, yeah, it's Saturday, June 3rd. For sure. Uh, main card's going to start about 7 Central Standard Time, 8 Central Standard Time. At the Apex in Sparkly Las Vegas, two yep. of our matchups are coming from Vegas Yeah. Uh, this weekend. The hockey game and this one, yep. And let's start with the lightweight bout. That is Jim Miller versus Jared, and Jared Gordon. Jared Gordon, and he is the heavy favorite here at minus 190. Yeah, for sure, Andy. And, like, this is just the perfect way to get back into the UFC before the big card next weekend. Mm-hmm. Amanda Nunez back in the octagon. Yep. Everybody's really excited to see her. And then Charles mm-hmm. Oliveira as well. So two yep. of the biggest stars in the UFC coming back next week. I'm sure we'll break that down in next week's show. But like you said, the legend Jim Miller coming back out to face <laughs> Jared Gordon. No. A little bit. Me and me and Skyler were talking off camera a little bit here. You know, Jared Gordon. We think he kind of got a little, you know, sidetracked, a little, you know, taken advantage of the hype. His last fight against Patty the Batty Pimblet. Oh yeah, and well, uh, it's it's uh, listed as a no contest now on UFC.com. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, no, I did not know a, that. Yeah, yeah. It was a loss. Well, right? I mean, I remember when I put uh, it on uh-huh. the bed slip and uh, uh-huh. I won some money off Patty there. So, <laughs> no, uh, a lot of people think that got stolen from him. I believe that Jim Miller is probably a little bit stepped down in yeah. competition for him. But this you cannot walk into this fight, Jared Gordon, and think that this is a, a show, pushover. pushover. No. This is Jim Miller. This guy has... 35 wins in the UFC. That is probably more than uh, everybody in this entire weight class put together as well. But Jared Gordon, on the other hand, sitting there at 19 and 6, very, very admirable. Yeah, but yeah. If we if we compare the physical attributes, these guys are pretty much the same except for that age, Andy. And then... When we look at the numbers, you know, Miller lands 2.8 strikes per round mm-hmm. at a 49% accuracy, yeah, 1.5 yeah. takedowns per round per fight, and uh, you know, Jared Gordon lands a ridiculous 5.3 strikes 
per minute. Ouch. This guy is going to smack this old man. Yeah. He's going to come in. He's pissed off. Jared Gordon right now. Uh, I think he gets the TKO. He's gonna get the TKO. Skyler, where are you at? Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely coming in here pissed off. I mean, if you look at even his last fight before the Patty fight For sure. with Bobby Green, it was a no contest. It and was. He kind of, you know, he had to he had to get out of there, and he didn't really get the definitive. You, you know, you kind of want a definitive either win or loss in any kind of bout <laughs> like that. Mm-hmm. And so he's coming in against a guy like Jim Miller. With you know, he's he's got some. Age with him for sure. That thirty-five, comes, that, that, thirty-five and seventeen. That's nice professional record. Like that. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I just really love Gordon in this fight, whether it's decision or I, I, I don't see him knocking him out just with how tough Jim Miller is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just don't, but I do see Gordon getting the win. Well, just like you guys were just saying, the reason that I like Jared Gordon by TKO or knockout. It's sitting right there at plus 330 right now. So that is a lot of value for something that could really happen. And the other reason it's that high is because Jim Miller does not give up. You know, he does not get knocked out very much. If you really want to flip this on the other side, and you guys are Jim Miller fans, and you know how Jim Miller wins fights, it's by submission. And if he wins this fight, it's going to be by submission, and that's at plus 500 right now. So that is a huge, huge value play that you don't have to put a lot of money on and still get a really, really good payout. So if you're Jim Miller fans, bet on submission. If you're a Jared Gordon guy right here, take the TKO at plus 330. You cannot beat that value he's gonna knock this old man out yeah the books just might have sent me the other way there I mean, you go. Jim, Miller, Jim Miller by plus 500 there at submission go. I mean he will pull a submission off he's the, I mean he that's, what he, yeah, that's, that's what, what he does yeah that's what he does that's what he does so. the old guy does I yep, just yep. saw him do it to cowboy <laughs> all right let's move up the wait let's move up the card here to the featherweight bout that yeah. is the number 15 contender in the world uh, hailing from the United States Alex Sakaris versus Daniel Padina Medina is an underdog here at a plus 150. Yeah. Minus 175 is the odds I'm looking at for Alex. Yeah. Alex has gone uh, through every up and down there since making the UFC debut back in 2011. His results have only gotten better with age, Andy, which is kind of weird mm-hmm. for the UFC. Um as he enters Saturday night, having won six of his last seven bouts, this guy Pretty is good. on fire. The 34-year-old most recently took down Julian Arosa by KO in December, so he is right there. On the other flip side, Pineda lines up similarly to Kicker. Kakaris in aspects that he made his UFC debut back in 2012, where the two differ is the fact mm-hmm. that Pineda's last two fights were separated by a margin of nearly two years due to injury. Yeah. And, you know, in the UFC, when a guy's coming back off injury, you go one of two ways. He's back, and it's, you know, shooting up the line, or he's done forever. So that is just the <laughs> way that terrible. I'm looking at this. It is. It's terrible to think about it like that, but that's really the way the UFC is. If you come back and you're not ready to come back, yeah, that yeah. could be the last time you ever stop step in the octagon. So there's a lot running, riding on Pineda's uh, comeback right here. It's a great story, but yeah, it could yeah. get really sloughed out by Alex right here. Well, both these guys are coming off fights, even though there's been a little bit of delay. Skyler, how are you looking at this one? I mean, this is this is going to be fireworks for two guys that are 37 and for 34. Sure. Uh, I like I like Caceres in this fight yeah. just because, like like you mentioned, with the injuries with Pineda, and that's always been a problem with him. For sure, he's always been kind of 
on and off and mm-hmm. you know he doesn't he doesn't really stay cons- consistent and with Caceres going on this little run he's going I think he's going to keep pulling it out and his record doesn't show how good he actually is he's actually yeah. he's fought killers and lost to killers yeah. I mean, yeah well he's 20 and 13 overall and you mentioned the six out of seven out of the last fight so he's obviously doing something good here as of recently no doubt yep and like you said he fought a lot of really really good fighters in his early days and the only reason, the only way that you stick around in the UFC and lose is losing to really, really good right, competition. Right, so yep. that's just a really good, you know, nugget there for Alex. There, the really good bet that I see here is Alex winning by decision. It's at a plus two fifteen. I do not think he gets the finish over mm-hmm. Pineda, but I do believe he gets his hand raised with a de- decision, and that's your best value right there at plus two fifteen. All right, all right. Should we uh, move to the main event? Yeah, let's Something do it. Kind of fun here. A flyweight bout as the main event. We don't see this too often. Yeah. The number three contender in the world, hailing out of New Zealand, a New Zealander. New Zealand. Kai. Carl, France, taking yep. on Amir Alabazai. And this is just straight up, guys. This is a coin for this. Is a minus 110 bet, no matter who you're looking at here right now. I'm going to start with you, Skyler. How are you measuring this one up? I really like Albazi in this one. <laughs> I, I do. I he he's he, this dude's a killer, guys. Yeah. He and he might not have watched him a lot, but he is he finishes fights, mm-hmm. and uh, so does Car France. Wait, sixteen he, and one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so is Car France. Though let's let's not throw rocks at him. He he will finish a fight too. I mean, I, I'm sure everybody has seen him finish Garbrandt and uh, Bont Bont And if yeah, I threw a got, rock at any of these guys, I'd be running the other way really really fast. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then he's got a good win against Askarov, but I just think Albazi, he's he, this dude's tough as nails, dude. I watched this last fight. He, he, I think he's coming out with he, a win. And here. he's coming off a, a win where Cara France, he's coming off a loss. Yeah. yeah. I yep. mean, now I don't know if I'm going to do this too much, but I think I might actually yeah. agree with Skyler a little bit here. Whoa. Whoa, I'll just run it down made. a little bit. Kai Car France <laughs> enters Saturday looking to bounce back, like we said, off a failed attempt to take the interim belt from Brandon Moreno. Um, mm-hmm. That is no slight. Brandon Moreno is the best fighter in this weight class. Has been for a while, I believe. I think he's even better than Davidson Figueroa. I think Brandon Moreno, assassin baby, best fighter overall in this division. So you got to give it up to Kai Car France that he even was in that fight. But... He, he was defeated by TKO. Yeah. That's certainly not... It's not going to be easy against Amir here. Uh, Albanzi has stormed into the UFC with four straight victories, including a TKO over, TKO over Costa in his most recent appearance in December. The Iraq native checks with only one loss. Like you guys were saying, I believe Amir gets this win. Kaikar France is going to be struggling in this fight. Hey. It's just what it is. It's okay to agree with our guests every now and then. I, I understand. It's okay. I understand. Do you have a parlay play for this uh, UFC fight? Like card? what? What I have to go with Andy is Amir by TKO, which is at a plus fifty, mm-hmm. and I really think Alex Correa is going to get that win by decision at mm. two at plus two fifteen. So mm-hmm. I'm just those two bets. It's just a two. It's just a two, you know, two teamer, two teamer. But it really, this is a big one, Andy. It, it comes out to twenty five bucks to pay out five hundred and eleven dollars. I really think that this could happen. I really I like think Kai Car France is going to come into this one just a little bit too overconfident and really, you know, thinking he's the top dog. Uh-huh. I just fought the champion. Amir Albanzi is going to come in here and really put his prince. 
mm-hmm. name on Kaikar France. So I like the knockout for him. And like I said, Correas is going to get the win by decision. So that is a huge play. Um, yeah, looking to stack the wall a little bit. Going for it there. What do you think of that play? I love that play. That play is that that play is good. I I would tail that. Well, I'm very I'm smart. Tail there that. You go. I'm very hey, smart. Hey, so. you parlay pounder. He's the parlay <laughs> pounder. We've been Thank saying this Thank for a while. Thank now. you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a minute to recognize one of our fabulous partners, and that is the Nebraska Brewing Company. We've been drinking their new beer, the Pickle Fight. It is their pickle beer, and it is delicious. Uh, and you guys, if you're on it, you better, you better, if you like the pickle flavor and you like pickle beers and all that type of stuff, you better get out get there and it get now. it. Because it is sold out. Um, it's still, you can still find it in uh, um, Hy-Vee, Hy-Vee and, and Baker's, all that kind of stuff. Yep, yep. It, it is really just a really good beer, especially coming off Memorial Day weekend, yep. heading into the summer, Andy. There you go. These are the perfect beer for a Bloody Mary. Uh, you know, most people put pickles in their Bloody Mary. This alleviates that. You, you don't go. actually have to there have that go. spear in there. It's a pickle punch to your throat. So you better <laughs> with the UFC. I Let's love go. It. Symmetry is working here. <laughs> First class in every glass, Nebraska Brewing Company. Don't go anywhere. This is WTL. And welcome back to WTL, everybody. Where's the line? Nebraska's first and only sports betting show. I'm your host, Andy Class, and joined by Jabron. <laughs> you got it. You got it. Uh, how about Skyler there? Skyler yeah, himself awesome. there. You know, talking a little NHL, a little yeah. UFC. And now we got to talk about the road to Omaha. Let's do it. The field has been set. The uh, 64 teams have been selected. Yep. And we got to talk some of the front runners, some of the teams that we've talked about a few episodes ago. Uh, and when you know it, they have made it. Oh boy, the SEC is really flexible oh, right now. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, not only do they have the most teams in by a wide margin, they also are hosting the most regionals. And yeah. that's where we're going to start down in Baton Rouge, the Baton Rouge Regional, with LSU, the number five overall seed uh, hosting. But I'll tell you what, Oregon State's sitting there at two. Sam Houston, another really good team out of Texas, the three seed, and one of my favorites and America's favorite. Let's stick with it. The Green Wave. I think they're like <laughs> five, they're like 20 games under 500. They are. <laughs> Cinderella story if there ever was one. Uh, they made it, but um, their landing spot is in Baton Rouge yeah. uh, to square off with the Tigers. Yeah, Andy, and this is just, you know, the LSU Tigers will host a regional in Baton Rouge. They're Plus 800 right now mm-hmm. at DraftKings to take down the whole tournament, which I think is a very good future play for anybody yeah. out there that's okay. already looking that far. You can tell how bad the books you know, think that they're going to win this one. They're mm-hmm. opening up at a minus 550 to win their opening round matchup against yeah. the Tulane Green Wave. So this is likely yeah. going to happen. But they're only at a minus 150 right now, Andy, to win this Super Regional on DraftKings right now. So I believe that this is a really good play right now at minus 150. LSU is going to take this down. Oregon State is a little inflated right now. Yeah. They're living off their name from a couple years ago. But LSU in Baton Rouge, this is too easy for the Tigers. They're yeah. making it back to Omaha. You're going to see a lot of purple and yellow in Omaha yeah. here in the next couple of weeks. And I really like them to take down the tournament. 
that's my best future play right now. No kidding. Over the Memorial Day weekend, thanks to all the veterans and all that good stuff. We truly do appreciate it. Uh, I was out on a lake uh, just outside of Omaha, and I already saw LSU flags waving. For nope. sure. No kidding. They've already made their way to the yep. Omaha metro area. And yeah, Tulane, 19-40 and 40 overall record, 8-60 and 60 in their own conference, but they somehow turned it on when they needed to. Yeah. But you got to feel like that's going to run out, it, and LSU is probably going to hand them their medicine. Exactly, Andy. And the only reason I, I you know, forgot to say this about Oregon State, they travel farther than any other team in other any other regional. Mm-hmm. They're traveling over 2,500 miles to get to Baton Rouge, yeah, yeah. one of the furthest trips in college baseball to yeah. go to a regional. So I just That's really, th- I really think it it's is. going to catch up with them. And LSU is sitting pretty at home with the best fans in baseball sitting there in Baton Rouge. All right, so I I know where else you want to go, and that's talking about a couple more powerhouse names here, and that's the Coral Gables Regional, where you got the number 9 overall seed in the Miami Hurricanes at the 1 seed, obviously hosting, but Texas sitting there at 2. got to talk Big 12, Big 12 baseball, and Texas, man, they were on a tear. They were on fire to close out the season, only to lose – the Big 12 and went 0 and 2. Yeah. They lost two games there and then the voters thought, "You know what? You don't get a host." And that was after the coach and everybody else came out and said, "Oh, I think we got another regional yeah. under our belt." Not so fast. Not so fast. And like you said, Andy, this is going to be a very good regional and it's to be filled with low-scoring pitcher duels mm-hmm. among, you know, a few strong teams like you said. Yeah. But Miami right now has the best, you know, has the they're the front runners cuz they're hosting at a minus 115, but mm-hmm. I believe this Texas plus 190 to take down this regional is probably one of the best values in the regionals right now just because I believe they are the best team in this regional. Texas, like you said, likely missed out on hosting a regional, like you said, from an early exit of the conference tournament. Unlike last year's Longhorn team, they made a run to Omaha. This this year's Texas team lacking in batting, Andy. Last year we were talking about Texas the entire way about how good they were on the offensive side. Mm -hmm. This is a totally different Texas team. They rely on their pitching, and they keep it low. Like I said, I really like Texas's chance to take down this regional. Miami, it's mm-hmm. going to be a tough out, but I believe Miami flexed their muscles in route to a little, you know, of an ACC runner-up, but I believe the Canes have one of the weaker resumes when it comes Ooh. to the among the number one seeds in the regionals. Oh, okay, okay. So you're, you're uh, going horns up on this yep. one. horns up. Horns up. As okay. bad as it pains me. You know, and whoever advances out of this, I mean, then now they're going to they're gonna have to square off with the regional that features Stanford, Texas A&M, yes, Cal sir. State, Florida, um, Fullerton, all teams that we see in Omaha yeah. all the time. And guess what? They can't all make it. Only they can't eight all make, make it. it. So You're it's right. not an easy road. It's not. Um, for Texas, no matter which way you slice it, even if they do get out of this regional. Yeah. Do we want to talk a little Big Ten baseball? Let's talk about the Big Ten, uh, A little Big Ten baseball, and we got to tip our cap to the Hawkeyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but give them their due. I mean, they've won 40 games. We said it a week ago. Um, but we're talking about the Indiana State. Indiana State, the Sycamores. Yeah. So they are hosting, and Iowa gets to go over there. Um I mean, and it's not a, it's not going to be a pushover. Obviously, no. Indiana State had a phenomenal season. They're hosting a regional here, but I with that two seed, I like where they're at. North Carolina sitting at the three, and I think that's who everyone's kind of looking For at, sure. like thinking the Tar Heels are going to clean up and probably advance out of this regional. 
Is that how you see it? Well, that is the way that it's shaken out according to the odds, Andy. Mm-hmm. You got North Carolina UNC sitting there at plus one fifty right now to take down this, you know, yeah. this regional. And then you got uh Iowa as the second favorite, plus two twenty five, and then the state <laughs> the host, Indiana State at plus two thirty five. Wow. It's fun when you get a team like Jeez. this to host a regional just because Andy, everybody's betting against them, but they are the home team here. Yeah. You you are having North Carolina come in in Iowa come in. And they those two teams have to face off each other mm-hmm. first. So I really like Indiana State for the value play right now at the plus two thirty five okay. to take down this regional. <sighs> you, this the, is the, you know the, you know Rick Heller yeah. said, had a great quote. And he goes, "We took it out of the voters' hands, and we yeah. knew we would have to do that no at Iowa. It, win forty games, do all this stuff. It doesn't matter. Uh, the Big Ten is usually a one, two, maybe a three bid team. It know? is. It is. Uh, and no one's looking at the Hawkeyes. So they had to go out there, take care of business in the conference tournament, even though they had a great season. Yeah, it didn't matter, and they did it." They took care of business. They're hot, and they didn't have to travel too far either. You just talked about how Oregon State had to travel all the way down to Florida. Yeah. That's not the case here for the Hawkeyes. No. And, and like you do have to give it up to the Hawkeyes right here, Andy, because there is a very good value play at plus 225 here. Mm-hmm. And the Hawkeyes, plus noted, money. their roster is terrific pitching staff, Andy, mm-hmm. led by three rock-solid starters. So yeah. this is how you win college baseball, yep. especially in the regional era, is have those starters go late yep. into games and be able to be available for that last yeah. game as well. So the that Iowa rotation counters a poor-hitting Indiana State team. North Carolina will be without an all-conference outfielder, Vance Honeycutt, which could be a very, very bad thing for UNC. Mm -hmm. So, like you said, I do not like... The North Carolina plus one fifty. If you're if you're on the Hawkeyes, go with the Hawkeyes. I do like the pitching staff, but Indiana State at home. I think they're going to be jazzed up a little bit. So give me the Sycamores, the Sycamores to take down this regional. The Fighting Larry Birds. You can't talk about Indiana State without <laughs> talking about at least I one agree. Larry Bird reference. Larry Legend. And give me the Hawkeyes because I've I've noticed during the regular season and even postseason play. Yep. A team with a really good pitching staff, they usually win the games. Yeah. And I like Iowa's pitching. I really do. And just a little nugget for you, Andy. The Sycamores are 2-9 and nine against top 50 opponents this season. So yeah. they, they have not played the best. <laughs> when they do play the best, they seem to succumb to it. So, yeah. But they it's usually tough. don't play those guys at home. Yep, exactly. You're exactly right. They're on the road when they have to play against exactly. Big Ten teams, ACC teams, teams of that nature. And all those teams have to go down south early on and usually get beat up in a couple no doubt. tournaments early in season. Let's talk about another Big Ten team that I've been watching all season long. I know you have, being a Maryland Terrapins fan. We have family out there and all that good stuff. They're the two seed in the Winston-Salem Regional, uh, but it's going to be tough sledding (laughs) for the Terrapins because they're up against the number one overall seed, Wake Forest, catching so much publicity. Usually there's uh, some back talk saying, ah, they don't deserve that number one seed. It's actually a consensus. Even all the SEC people I've been listening to say, no, Wake Forest is for real. They probably deserve that. Um, We you're talking about pitching, <clears throat> yeah. Wake Forest might have the best pitching staff in the entire field of 64. No doubt, Andy. And to take down a regional and you're, you're sitting there at minus 235 odds, yeah. that's pretty much a, <laughs> that, that's as much of a lock as you yeah. can get as far as a book goes. Mm-hmm. They don't like putting odds like out this, you know, for a regional because they want yeah. people to bet on it. But this is telling people do not bet Wake Forest. Go on these other guys because they have no shot at winning. Like you said, Maryland had a huge season. Really fun team to watch. Yeah, up and down, kind of. Took down our Huskers in Omaha. I was at the game. 
I do believe the Huskers got shafted a little bit, but that's neither here or there. Like you said, the pitching core for Wake stands in stands on a tier of its own, Andy. Mm-hmm. And four of the five starters post an ERA under three. That's <laughs> disgusting. That, Why? Why? <laughs> so if if like if these guys get into you a dogfight, they can yeah. throw starter after starter after starter. Yeah. And you saw with the Maryland Terrapins. They really struggle in the back end of games. They have yep. really good starters, but the bullpen yep. is very, very thin for them. So Wake Force is going to come in. They're going to smack these guys. It's a, it's a lock for the Demon Deacons in this regional. Unfortunately, I have to agree with you on that. I think the Terrapins are going to have a tough time. Northeastern, George Mason's going to get blown out by Wake Forest. For they sure. just can't stack up. Uh, but Maryland, they do have the bats. We Remember no that doubt. late season no uh, doubt. Uh, where Nebraska and Maryland were just going back and forth. Nebraska won a big game, yep. hit a lot of bombs, but yeah, they got in that bullpen, and it was just like dinger after dinger. Yeah, no doubt. So you can see Maryland can They're be hot. hot, but then they turned it around and I mean, they scored like 19 runs or something crazy exactly. like that in the, the the next game of that series. No, so exactly. Maryland has the offense. I just think Wake Forest has too much pitching. They have too much pitching. But, uh, yeah, to, to go along with your point, Andy, the Demon Deacons kind of got a bad draw here as the first overall seed in the tournament. Mm-hmm. They r- drew two conference champions with Maryland in the Big Ten <laughs> and Northeastern in the Colonial Division. Yeah, yeah. So both of whom rank respectfully in RPI. So I, I do believe that the Demon Deacons take this down, but it is very, very good competition for the number one yeah. overall seed in the tournament. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. Now, you don't have any futures or parlays you're looking at yet. You want to let these regionals play out? you got to let it play out a little bit. All but right, like yeah. I said, it is, if I had to go with a future, it's the LSU Tigers. Okay, They love Omaha. It's yeah. about time for another national championship. And that's sitting go. at plus 800 on DraftKings and other books right now. So go smack that right now if you're with me. Go Tigers in Omaha. I can't wait to see it. Who's fading Jabron? Nobody's Nobody could. <laughs> well, that'll about do it for us this week, folks. Be sure to follow us on ESPN Tri-City Radio's their Facebook account, Twitter. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's been a lot of fun watching that channel kind of grow and evolve. We're having a lot of fun with those shorts. Yep. And, of course, if you want those daily free picks, look us up on TikTok. Yes. For Jabron, the parlay pounder. Huge shout-out, and thanks goes out to Skyler herself for joining us, talking a little UFC and NHL no doubt. Stanley Cup Finals. My name's Andy Klassen. Thank you for listening. This has been WTL.